Have you heard? Have you heard? The Fullest Life Podcast is on the move. Do you have an upcoming event? Contact us. We are ready to book your one-on-one life coaching session, group workshop, or a guest speaker for your next event. You can reach us at Instagram on Instagram at VT Fullest Life or check out our Facebook page, The Fullest Life. Remember, The Fullest Life podcast is ready to inspire women all around the world to live full so that we can die empty. See you at your next event. Well, good evening, ladies, and welcome to the Fullest Life Podcast. The Fullest Life Podcast is a podcast dedicated to women. It is dedicated to us living our fullest life. And it's not because we don't have problems, situations, and circumstances. It's just because we have endeavored and made a decision that we will live our fullest life and it's based on the scripture, Psalms 16 and 11. And in that scripture, the Lord says that he will show us the path of life. And in his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. So it is those pleasures that we are seeking after. We are trying to live full so that we can die empty. So welcome. I am your host, Vita Tucker. I almost messed my own name up, guys. Vita Tucker. And it is an honor and a privilege to come before you guys each and every week to share and to talk about this thing we call life and living it. And so um, on our last episode called Good Morning Gorgeous, we started a conversation and I started talking about... um, healing, us healing um, that little girl in us who was wounded, who still lives on the inside of us. Some of us in our 20s and 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, even 80 and 90-year-old women still walking around as little girls carrying hurts that um, happened to us as young in our young age and our most developmental phases of life that we never healed from. And so we talked about last week, you know, um, I gave you guys some statistics on um, the page that um, one of them being that 80% of women don't like what they see when they look in the mirror. That's a large number, guys. 80% of women don't like what they see when they look in the mirror. And that breaks my heart because... We are all so wonderful in in and of ourselves. But you know what? I was thinking about it's hard to see your beauty when you're a little girl standing on the step stool and all you can see is half of your face. You remember when you were small and you wanted to see in the mirror and your mom brought a step stool, a chair, box, something over to the sink uh, so you could stand up on it and you can kind of see yourself, but you were still kind of stepping on your tippy toes because you couldn't quite see, get a good eye view of what you really look like, but you got enough of it. You could just see like your forehead and your eyes. Sometimes you lift your head, you could get a little, little lip action and everything, but you couldn't see who you really were. 
It's amazing that that 80% of women who don't like what they see in the mirror were still those little girls standing on our tiptoes trying to see and we can't see clearly. Can't see clearly who we are because we haven't allowed ourselves to heal and grow up and be the woman that God has called us to be. It blows, you know, I thought about the other day. Um, you guys ever remember, If I don't know who I had one. Some of you might remember the Wii game. It was a Wii Nintendo game that came out years ago. I want to say probably about 10 years back, the Wii game was out and you hook it to your TV. You could play bowling and tennis and golf and all of that. You could exercise with the Wii. It had the little um, pad that, that you place on the floor, these controllers you held in your hand. And so one of the features of the Wii game was when if you did this exercise test, it was like an exercise test and it gave you your physical age based on how you perform on a series of exercises. So you might do, let's say, do the whole little exercise test and it wasn't long. It probably took about five minutes for you to go through all the exercises and you could be 43 years old, but it come back and tell you you were 73 based on the fact that you almost died doing the exercises. You couldn't breathe and how your physical stamina was. I was thinking about that's how the test of life. When we talk about who we are as women, when you have a conversation with another woman and you start to compliment her or you start to listen to what she says about herself and how her relationships are and where she's going in life. And when you hear the put downs, it's like they're taking um, a life test of how whole you are emotionally, spiritually, authentically. And for a lot of us, our age is coming back eight years old, seven years old, 10 years old, 11 years old, whatever age that was when those hurts start hurting and we never let go of them, that's our mature, that's like who we are emotionally, who we are in our self-love age because we haven't matured and we haven't grown. And so one of the things, like any form of exercise, any form of preparation, you have to exercise. You have to do something to come out of it. If you are overweight or if you're trying to lose weight, you got to do something. I, you just can't sit on the tech couch and you know eat bonbons and say, look at the other people exercise and think you're going to lose weight through osmosis. Not going to happen. You have to get up. You got to start moving about. I don't care what kind of movement. If it might be walking around the house, it might be aerobics, it might be Zumba, it might, whatever your, your whatever it is, you're going to have to put the bonbons away, start eating something healthier, put a little more fiber into your diet, drink more water, whatever it is, you have to do something to get your body in physical shape. It's the same way, ladies, if we want to be emotionally and authentically whole as, as who we're called to be, we have to do something. We can't allow those hurts to just fester in us because we will never grow past that point. And so we were talking about, um, started last week and I said, I'm going to just share with you all some of the things 
that I've done to heal over you. And I am by no means saying that I am the expert. I'm just telling you I'm the expert on Vita and what I did, if it can help one person, then this is worth every ounce of my time. If it does not help you, I'm then okay, it's all right. But if it helps one person, I am more than satisfied. So I started, um, first of all, talking about um, forgiving. Now, forgiving is the, if you were working out, forgiving is your cardio. You cannot work out and be strong in your body, be heart healthy if you never do cardio. If you sit all day and you just um, do dumbbells in your hand, yeah, you'll build a muscle, but you can have muscles in your arm and still fall out in the middle of the floor from a heart attack because your heart is bad because you don't have haven't done any cardio. That is the same way with forgiveness, ladies. Ladies, you can put on all the makeup in the world. You can have all the clothes in the world. You can have the finest man on your arm. You can have a bank account full of money. You can, whatever your mind tells you is the root of success or the picture of success, you can do all of those things. But if you are holding on to unforgiveness, your heart is two seconds from stopping. You are not whole and you are not healed. You are walking around broken, a broken little girl inside of a pretty picture. That's what you are. And so we have to forgive. Forgiveness is not for the sake of the other person. It's for our sakes. It's for us, ladies. I'm moving around because that position I was sitting in was not comfortable, but it's for us. The forgiveness is for us. And I've said it before, but Joyce Meyer said, holding unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. It's not going to happen. We have to forgive. We have to forgive ourselves. We have to forgive the people who hurt us. You know, it's not a one-time shot. And when I say that, you know, forgiveness, that doesn't mean that, you forget what happened to you. It means that you let that person go so that they no longer have a hold on your life. Never have a hold on your life. I can, um, one of my biggest areas of forgiveness in my life was my son's father. And I remember when the Lord dealt with me about the unforgiveness that I had towards him. And he was like, you'll never be able to fight, to mother your son properly when you have anger and unforgiveness towards his father. And he told me that when my son was very young. And I was like, oh, Lord, but he's such a, and he's, <laughs> he stopped me. You can have the anger or you can have a healthy son with a healthy relationship, but you cannot have both. And so, y'all, I had to forgive him. I had to say in my, with my mouth, but then began to manifest and believe in my heart for forgiveness for him. I had to start to pray for him and say good things over him. Not that I talked to him, but I had to say whatever his life is, that's what his life. I wish him the best. God bless him. And I still say it today. Is he any better? He is not. 
<laughs> he is not, but that has nothing to do with me. I'm going to be my best self. I'm not going to get stuck in unforgiveness and stunt my growth and stunt the growth of my son. So that's just one example. And so I'm not telling you that forgiveness is um, like you're going to say, oh, I forgive that person. And tomorrow morning you're going to wake up like, oh, it's all gone. No, it's a daily thing. You walk it out, you say it, you begin to believe it, you read scriptures on it, you keep going until you feel, get to the point that that thing becomes so real at you, in you, that you have nothing against that person. So at this point, I can see my son's father anywhere in the world and never have a problem because I have no unforgiveness for, for him. That's, you know, I pray for him and wish him the best. And so forgiveness. And so when we talked about that last week, um, I thought, you know, got to let go. We got to let go. We got to move on. So another one of the things that I had to learn to do, I had to learn to be brutally honest with myself. Brutally honest with myself, meaning I had to stop lying to myself. Do you know the worst form of deception is self-deception? We deceive ourselves all the time. And I used to lie to myself and say, oh no, that didn't happen. Oh no, that didn't happen to me. Oh, no one ever hurt me. Oh no, I'm fine. I'm good. I got, I'm perfect. I ain't got no problems. Just lies that we tell ourselves. But you have to be honest. And what that means is if someone hurt you, they hurt you. And you can be honest and say that. That situation hurt me. That situation, they harmed me. They did not do me well. You, whatever it is, you can be honest to say it. But when you honestly say it, you're naming that pain, but you're naming that pain so that you can let it go and get past it. You're not naming the pain so that you can hold on to it and just take a root into it. You're naming the pain so that you can move past it. And so I, I started calling things as they truly were. I stopped lying to myself. You know, I had to be real myself and say, you know what? That really hurt me. I can remember when, you know, I told you the person in my family said that I would never be anything. That hurt me to the core. But it wasn't like I kept pushing it away for so many years, acting like it never happened. And then I had to face it one day. And I said, I can't believe that it was said to me. But also, I don't have to accept it because it was said. That's their thought, and I'm not going to allow it to, you know, step my growth. So whatever your pain is, whatever it is, you have to be willing to be brutally honest with yourself, and you have to say what it is. Because if you don't, if you're not honest, you will repeat the pattern. You will repeat the pattern as a parent. You will repeat the pattern in your relationships with your spouses, with whoever you're dating, with friendships. You know, patterns repeat themselves until we decide to break the patterns. And so I heard someone say the other day, um, it was really good. It was a pastor. Um, as a matter of fact, I was listening to um, Elevation Church with Steve Furtick, and there was a guest pastor. His name was Pastor Robert. Robert Madu, and he said this, and I'm like, oh, that is it. He says, don't allow someone else's crazy to cap your capacity. 
Don't allow someone else's crazy to cap your capacity. And what that means is whatever that thing that was said of you, don't you own that crazy so much that you stifle yourself from being who you are called to be. I, when he said that, I think I must have rewind that thing like four or five times on YouTube because that was so good. Admit what happened to you, but admit that I'm not going to allow this to stunt my growth. I'm going to move forward in life. I'm going to keep on growing. That's their thought, not my thought. That's their opinion, not my opinion. That's not who God said I was. That's not who God said I am. That's not who I am made to be. So you have to take those thoughts and you got to bring them in. You know, you got to speak to that stuff or you will be exactly what you hate. Whatever was spoken that you despise that someone did or said to you, if you don't heal from it, you will become it. And so, um, Another quote, because I'm telling you, when you decide, (laughs) when you decide, I know for me, when I decide that I'm going to, you know, talk about a certain thing or a topic or everything, all this information starts coming to me in the darndest places. And I just got to share it with you all. So um, another um, quote that Shannon Sharp, y'all, Shannon Sharp. So my son watches the um, Skip and Shannon um, show. It's uh, for sports. I call, um, what is it called? Undisputed, I think it is. But he loves it and I sit there sometime and I listen to it with him. We drive in the car, we listen to it. But Shannon Sharp is um, a sports commentator. He's a former NFL football player. But he was talking about um, this basketball player that's having some issues in life because something happened that he can't get over. And it is really literally stunted his career. He can't play ball. He can't get off the bench because he is so um, hurt and he's so um, messed up in his mind over his mistake that he can't move past it. And when I was listening to him talk about it, he said, the mind will replay with what the heart cannot delete. And if you don't take those situations that happen to you, and remember and call them out and then choose to delete them out of your mind. If you hold it in your heart, it will stunt your growth. So again, he said the mind replays what the heart can't delete. If you don't delete it from your heart and you hold on to that pain, you hold on to it and try to suppress it. If you take it and don't forgive, it's going to replay in your mind and it's going to affect your entire being. And then he said, you cannot outrun your problems. All when you try to outrun your problems, all it does is make you tired when they catch up with you. I said, wow, who knew I could be just listening to a sports show and someone speaks so clearly and profoundly about a topic that I am talking about. And that means so much to me in the lives of the women that I speak to and the women that I'm going to meet and the women who I'm going to life coach and the women on the fullest life podcast. It's amazing. Ladies, we harbor things in our heart that happen to us and they We never let them go and we say it's okay and we press it down and we press it down and we're still eight years old. We're still 11 years old and a 54 
year old body trying to act like we're whole. And all we're doing is somewhere crying, somewhere pouting and somewhere throwing a tantrum on the inside because we're not dealing with these things. We have to deal with them. And it's just a part of life. And I wouldn't, you know, I love us and I want us to be our very best. So I'm not going to stop talking about this because there's more points that I have, the things that I do to help me um, become to the point that I love Vita and I want it to be my authentic self. And I thank you. And I have gotten information. I have gotten um, phone calls, text messages recently since this, um, the last podcast about what a blessing has been, how it spoke to people. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know. Thank you for listening because my whole goal is that we all become whole, that we all can be the best people that God has called us to be. And the way we do that is through exercising on our the exercise that we're needing, preparation, the dealing with and training and the coming out of wrong mindsets and to new mindsets. Now, is it going to be easy? Probably not, ladies. I can tell you from personal experience, it is not easy growing up. It's not easy letting go of that little girl and all that hurt and pain, but it's so worth it. It is so worth it. And when you think about the preparation that God will put you through, because if you're going to do this right, you are definitely going to need the Lord to do it. Don't think you're going to come up and, you know, all these people come up with this positive thinking. And, you know, I'm going to tell y'all, if you listen to me and you're like, oh, um, she's just a positive thinker. Wrong. She is not. You listen to me and you say she's doing um self-edification wrong you're that is not it if you listen to me and you think i'm one of these you pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you heal yourself and you got your energy and i you are wrong i am none of those things without the love of god without christ i can do no thing nothing and you thinking you can is just much of deception as in the rest of the deception that you're holding on. So I go to the word of God. I pray. I ask him to help me. I talk to him frequently. I don't lie. I don't go to God lying because he already knows everything. So why would we go, you know, take it to him, talk to him, let him know how you feel and just know when he's preparing you, it, the, the preparation may hurt, because you're coming out of something, you guys, you're preparing for something great. And I was talking to my niece the other day and we were talking about this and I said, you know, she is, she went to culinary school. And so she's an excellent cook and all that she can, she can do, oh gosh, she's cooked so well. But anyway, when you're prepping a dish, the prep is always the hardest part, you know, the cooking, once you put it in the oven, you put it in the pot, it, it's going to do what it's due. But the preparation is the part that gets everybody off. It's from the dicing of the onion. It's from sort of taking the chicken. And if you're going to pound it out, if you're going to beat it, whatever it is that you're going to do, there's some preparation. If you're making bread, you got to put it all together. You got to knead it and all that. Whatever you're cooking, it's going to take preparation. But guys, at the end, after it is done, that all that preparation was worth it because it's beautiful. It's tastes good. It looks good. It smells good. You can walk into the room like, ah, I'm ready to eat. That's how our lives should be. 
you come through, it's going to be some work. It's going to take us some time. I'm not telling you, you're going to be healed in a day, but I'm going to tell you this. If you continue in and you put forth your best self and you just keep saying about yourself, good morning, gorgeous, that one day you're going to look in that mirror and you're going to see it really is good morning, gorgeous. And when I say good morning, gorgeous, I think I, I said, Lord, I think we need to explain. <laughs> I said, because, you know, it's always those extra spiritual people who can't understand anything because you say gorgeous and they think you think you're arrogant and you're vain. Has nothing to do with that. Nothing whatsoever. I woke up the other morning and I said, good morning, gorgeous. And immediately I said, "Is not I'm not gorgeous because I'm perfect. I'm gorgeous because I'm a flawed individual who knows she needs a savior, and who's already has, um, who's already accepted me the way I am. See, where people don't accept us, God already says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and that He loves us with an everlasting love." Before you were even born, he said he formed you in your mother's womb. He knew everything about you, every hair on your head, every eyebrow, every inch of you. And he said, it is wonderful. Wow. It is good. Wow. It is already acceptable. Wow. And who are we to argue with God when he says that we're already beautiful and wonderfully made. So I can't help but say good morning, gorgeous. <laughs> and I want you to say good morning, gorgeous. Don't worry about all the superficial stuff. You are gorgeous because he said you are. So I'm going to continue in guys. We're going to continue talking about it. Um, I got a one, two, three more things, steps, you know, different things that I've done to help me grow and um, love myself and be more authentic and not that I'm perfect. Now you'll always have a moment, moments in life that bring you to a point that you can either turn back to that little girl or you can keep on moving, but you have to make a choice. When you make that decision that I am moving forward to being my best self, there's no looking back. Because when you look back, you fall back. And I tell you, it's always a harder road to come up again and get started again. You know how it is when you're on a diet or when you're exercising and you've been doing it, you've been getting it, you've been doing their walking and everything, drinking your water, doing all that stuff. And then you take one day and you're like, I'm going to just take a break today. Man, getting back up off that couch is hard. It is so hard. <laughs> getting back to just drinking your water right is tough, right? But if you're going to do it, you got to do it, you know? And you have to fight through even harder when you quit. So let's not quit. Let's make up in our minds that we are going to be the wonderful fearfully and wonderful made daughters that God has called us to be, that we're going to live our fullest life because we desire to live full and to die empty. I don't want to leave this earth with anything in me, every gift, every plan, every will, every thought that God has for Vita, I plan to do before I leave this earth, God willing, I'm going to do my best. 
Um, and I think he's going to he's going to honor me and help me do that because he knows I want to do it to bring glory to his name. So as I say every week, I love y'all. If nobody else has told you this week, hey, you got it from me. Good morning, gorgeous. I love you. Have a super fantastic day. Live full so that you can die empty. And we'll talk again next week. Take care, guys.